It's not just the care at the hospital. It's the care at home. It's the care when you're outside. It's the care when you're in your car. All of these connected devices provide the data, and that data could be actioned into better health. Alexa, how's my health today? Our guest today, Sam Hanna, is here to answer this question and discuss harnessing precision medicine's power. The Oliver Wyman Health Podcast is brought to you by the global management consulting firm Oliver Wyman. We just launched a new podcast season featuring executive conversations with companies including Comcast, Independence Blue Cross, and Health Evolution. Last year's season features conversations with Aetna, Humana, Castlight, and many more. For more information, follow us on Twitter at OWHealthEditor and visit our online healthcare publication, Oliver Wyman Health, at health.oliverwyman.com. We invite you to subscribe to the Oliver Wyman Health community on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and TuneIn so you'll never miss a new episode. Thanks and enjoy today's show. Hello and welcome to the Oliver Wyman Health Podcast. I'm Helen Lees, partner in the Health and Life Sciences practice here at Oliver Wyman. In this episode, we're speaking with Sam Hanna, a professor of healthcare management, policy, and strategy at George Washington University. Sam formerly led PricewaterhouseCoopers' advisory health practice and once served as chief HIPAA security and privacy officer at the Dana-Farber Cancer Institute. Sam, thanks for joining me today. Glad to be here. Thank you, Helen. Super. So let's jump right in if that's all right. So, so, Sam, one of the things that I've been following really closely for the last probably 12 to 18 months is Amazon's kind of footsteps into healthcare. We know they've picked up licenses in several states to deliver drugs directly to consumers' door, the wholesaler license. Um, we saw the 1492 week where they're doing something in healthcare IT or healthcare data. And as I sit and think about Alexa in the home, and all of the data that Amazon sits on, right? So not just my spending data over the last 20 years, but my preferences, the recommendations that I have followed, the ones I've ignored. Um, Alexa knows what time I turn the lights on, what time I turn the lights off. Alexa knows what things I'm refilling. Alexa knows so much about my life. And then if I extend that into healthcare and what Amazon is doing, Alexa is going to, you know, I have may have reminders set up for her to tell me to take my, notice how I call her her, by the way, <laughs> for Alexa to tell me when to take a pill or remind me that I have a doctor's appointment or can she schedule something? Or I can even imagine something like telemedicine type visits in the home via Alexa. As you think about some of the things we've talked about with the use of big data in this situation, what do you think Alexa's position is? And, you know, do you view that as the game changer I do, or are you more of a skeptic on Amazon's ability to to kind of push Alexa into those kinds of uh, territories? I, I absolutely believe in the power all of, of all of these devices and, and the connected IoT environment. I think uh, devices like Alexa or Google Home, they have uh, a, the potential to be disruptive uh, to our lives in a good way. In the, in, in the same examples that you mentioned, you know, a device like that that knows so much about you uh, because of your patterns, your habits, and the way you use it can can infer and can can learn and and use the power of artificial intelligence to determine what you will need. So, in terms of like you said, with scheduling an appointment, refilling a prescription, ordering your groceries. Uh, you know, doing all of that, it knows so much about you. It knows what, what is conducive to your wellness. But, you know, when we tailor something like that with a health lens, we have to be open 
we as individuals have to be open to providing Alexa with that data. And the same thing with Google Home and, and other devices. And, you know, that's a privacy issue, which, you know, some people may be uncomfortable with. Uh, however, you know, if you're looking to streamline that process and if you're looking for that additional um, uh, support, let's say for an elderly patient who is at home, then all of these devices could be very helpful. Um, Alexa can also know if you have not moved for a while, and right. maybe that right. can trigger an alarm and send a note to your to your providers or your care care coordinators. So, you know, all of these things co- combined, I think they have a tremendous potential. And companies like Amazon and Google and others who are you know jumping into the healthcare arena to play in this space uh, have an advantage in that they have so many different lenses to look at that same person. So it's not just the care at the hospital, it's the care at home, it's the care when you're outside, it's the care when you're in your car. All of these connected devices provide the data, and that data could be actioned into better health. That's fantastic. What does today's state of precision medicine look like? I think if we think about precision medicine, you know, we have to think about data. And as data becomes more pervasive, we're able to provide a better picture of the patient and to enhance the patient experience. However, as we've seen many times, there are multiple um, issues with the data, from security to privacy to uh, fragmentation, and the amount of unstructured data that's out there is, is enormous and overwhelming, and that's going to continue to be so. So as we think about precision medicine, we have to think about a better way to control the data and a better way to understand it and to make it seamless for our needs for that individual. And as we embark on precision medicine-related innovations, what approaches or models do we need to follow most or what thoughts do you have on how to harness that data? I think in general, you know, there are there are plenty of models out there. Uh, however, they, they were not conceptualized with precision medicine in mind. So, you know, there are frameworks and models and templates and, and thought processes that are out there. However, when we think about precision medicine, we have to really think about the system of healthcare that we have and all of its intricacies when it comes to the the patient-provider relationship, the patient-payer relationship, the payer-provider relationship, the influence of life sciences and biotech in all of this uh, research. So all of these components play a big role in defining what precision medicine is. And for us to be able to harness the power of it, we have to get these different sectors working together. Mm-hmm. That's a very, very complex area. And, you know, it's complex individually for each of these sectors, but when you put them together, you're really discussing a very uber-complex situation with with all of these very varying agendas, perspectives, needs, desires, and so on and so forth. So, so when we think about precision medicine, we really have to step away from it, the existing models and things that we know work or work somewhat and start thinking about a new proposed model that's going to be more collaborative, more efficient, uh, more productive, and that has a continuous feedback loop amongst all of these different sectors. And that's how you drive that innovation. So uh, ultimately, you want to put that patient at the center. And really, 
not just the patient, but the individual, because we're not just talking about that patient when they get sick, but we're talking about them when they're well. And then how do we bridge together things like ethics, payment models, privacy issues, and security for a more sustainable ecosystem in healthcare? Well, you're asking a very tough question. Um, <laughs> so, as you can imagine, uh, if we had figured that out, we wouldn't be on this on this. Uh, <laughs> right. Um, but I will tell you, you know, the the frameworks that we just talked about um, could be conducive to bridging those gaps. So, for example, if we look at the current business model, the current framework that we operate within in the U.S. healthcare system, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of our care is dependent on the payment model. Who's going to pay for it? How much? And as we move to a value-based payment model, we're thinking about those outcomes. However, our infrastructure in healthcare is focused on a fee-for-service. So we're evolving to a value-based care model. However, our infrastructure, our skill sets, our hiring, our talent, our technology is still in that old, old mentality. So... As we implement, you know, electronic health records, as we connect our devices, as we start innovating in the genomics space, all of these new processes and, and solutions are going to drive us further into the future of precision medicine. Um, so when I think about that framework, I think about that collaborative piece being extremely important. I think we have to be very objective in thinking about why are we doing this and is it for the true betterment of that individual? These data models that come from all of these connected devices, EMRs, et cetera, have to be optimized. And they have to be purposeful. They have to be there for an intended reason and not just garbage in, garbage out. And that's where the efficiency comes in. So interoperability, Mm -hmm. which is a topic that we speak a lot about, but we still have not achieved um, is going to be extremely important. All of these IoT devices, um, connected home, EMRs, the clinic, the hospital, the patient, your autonomous car, everything has to be connected to give us a really true picture of that individual. And that picture has to be responsive in that it has to be fully um, able to continuously receive feedback and updates so that way that picture of that patient changes with that patient. And I know that's a, that sounds very theoretical. It sounds very maybe sci-fi or into the future, but actually it's here and now because we have all of these pieces. However, we don't have them connected. Right, right. One final question today I'd love to get your thoughts on. And we ask this of all of our podcast guests. So I'm going to give you the magic wand. And if you had no limitations on resources, dollars, or talent, and the sky was the limit, what would you change about healthcare? Well, that's, again, is a very loaded question. Um, I I would tell you, Helen, um, I think we need to disrupt the model. And I think we need to stop thinking of healthcare as care for the health of the patient. We need to start thinking of it as care for the wellness of the patient. Mm. So to flip that model upside down, and instead of providing care, having the individual seek care when they don't feel well, and at that point, you're in a 
I guess, a situation when, when you're really in need of care. Instead of doing that, we need to be thinking about precision medicine in terms of the wellness of that individual. So it's well care, not health care. And by well care, I mean knowing about the dynamics of that individual's life, habits, uh, eating habits, sleeping habits, exercise, stress, all of these things that could cause them to get sick and be able to predict and prevent before the patient gets sick. So we're moving into a predictive well care system instead of a detective health care system. Right. I like that. And then you can serve up interventions to, to do the actual prevention, right? So you've done the predicting and you know someone needs a particular kind of intervention in order to fend off whatever illness is coming. Is that that's kind exactly. of your thinking? Exactly. I love it. Yeah. I mean, if your connected devices can tell you what your sleeping habits are and give you a warning, hey, Sam, you have not been sleeping well, maybe you should not go on this long road trip today. Or maybe you should try to go to sleep at a reasonable hour and you know, not watch too much TV or, or not, not be looking at your devices so much, you know, which is mm-hmm. a cause for lack of sleep sometimes. You know, all of that stuff can, can tell us ahead of time. And if you think about the connected home and with devices propagating like your, your Nest thermostat or your Alexa or your uh, smart TV or smartphones that we have all around us, these are all collecting data on us all the time. And if we can connect the data along with our genomics, for example, into our EMR, then we have a, our doctors, our care providers can have a better picture of, of our lifestyle and our habits in addition to our lab results and our medical history. And that can give them better information that they could tailor for our needs. Fantastic. Well, Sam, you've shared some incredible insights on the future of precision medicine and how to bridge the gap between where we are and where we need to be. Thanks so much for joining us today on Oliver Wyman Health. Thank you. The Oliver Wyman Health Podcast is brought to you by the global management consulting firm, Oliver Wyman. If you enjoyed today's episode, check out our other executive conversations on the business of transforming healthcare, featuring Aetna, Humana, Castlight, and many more. We also invite you to subscribe to the Oliver Wyman Health community on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and TuneIn. This way, you'll be notified whenever a new podcast goes live. For more on today's episode, follow us on Twitter at OWHealthEditor and visit our online healthcare publication, Oliver Wyman Health, at health.oliverwyman.com. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.